0: away from that next thousand dollar level we had a great outpouring of love from everybody here a little bit ago and it kind of everybody's trying to catch their breath right now we are too and uh, we're hoping that if you're listening today that you'll pick up that phone that you'll call make that gift of support to help keep wcno christian radio on the air i want to remind everybody that today is our last day a prayer and praise time. It's that time to call and get your pledge in. If you haven't renewed your pledge, my goodness, please don't let the day go by before you call and give and make sure your pledge is counted for this fundraising effort. It ends tonight at six o'clock, but you still have time to call with your pledge of support. Our toll-free number from anywhere and everywhere is eight eight eight. Two two one eighty nine ninety, 8990 And, Martin, we also have a local number as well.
1: Which is 772-221-1100.
0: So give us a call. Make that pledge. It's time now for the Revealing Truth broadcast. This is WCNO, Palm City. The Revealing
2: Truth radio broadcast. Thanks, Ed Meyer, Century 21, All Professional, for their underwriting support. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com, as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816.
0: Hi, I'm Pastor Tina Cook, and I would like to invite you to our awesome True Life Inner Healing Group every other Saturday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. If you are in need of a touch, a word, or a healing from Jesus Christ, this is the place to be. Every group, we have a God encounter. I love the presence of God, but even more, I love watching Him instantly transform your life. It's a fact that your life will never be the same. For the next group date, check out our website at mytruthchurch.com. And you can also check out my testimony at tinacook.org. So come, join me every other Saturday at 9 a.m. and come expecting.
3: Good morning, I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
1: You know what, when I was little my grandma had chickens in her backyard and she'd be planting out in the garden. And she'd come out there, and she would do this. Get on out of here. Get on out of here. Because the chickens would try to eat the seed out of the ground. Come on, help me somebody, amen? amen. Sometimes you just got to clap your hands and hiss the enemy away. <laughs> y'all don't believe me, but my mama was super ultra Pentecostal. No, you don't know. She was be- My dad and my mom, some of y'all know them. They were very Pentecostal. We grew up Pentecostal. We grew up almost holiness. We believed back then the poorer you were, the closer to God you were. We did. Hmm? And the more poor you looked and the more homely you looked, the closer you were to God. I grew up thinking everybody in the church is ugly. All these ugly people, put some makeup on, please. Hmm? I tell you right now My mom and daddy were holy But they were Pentecostal My dad liked to cut up and play all the time too Man, They used to play tricks on us Because me and my brothers We were all pie heads and drug addicts And alcoholics And we were teenagers My parents were elders at the largest church In the state of Florida They had 12 12 couples that were elders at this church And my parents were the only one Out of all the 12 elders that had kids That lived like hell The rest of them were all going to college and, And the praise team And not us we coming in we sneaking out at at one in the morning pushing dad's car down the road trying to steal the car to go party mess but my mom and dad you know they never lost their sense of humor they knew knew we were raised on the word of God you know we grew up in church so they would play mind games with us a little bit I don't know did anyone ever see Thief in the Night it's an old movie about the rapture The movies in the 70s were a lot more scarier than today. They show everything today. Back then, a woman walked in the bathroom and the guy was gone and there was a razor vibrating in the sink. And then they're walking around and half the people were missing in the world and they realized that half the people in the world went up into rapture and they were all left behind. Yeah. So my mama used to tell us all the time, you're gonna come home stone one day and you're gonna find out God's done come, Jesus done come, you've been left behind. And they knew when we were high. We'd be down in the woods smoking a big old joint. we come home. I remember one time i come home, nothing nowhere. Mom, where are you? I'm hungry. Nothing. Looking around the house everywhere, can't find them nowhere. Starting to feel a little panic. Walk in the bedroom and on the bed laid out perfectly was his clothes like he had vanished and her clothes like she had vanished. I ain't kidding. And we're stoned, you know, and by the time tears are coming, oh, dear God, you came while I was smoking pot. Oh, sorry, Lord. By the time the closet door fly open, I got you. Because <laughs> they were mean Pentecostals Do the day we were high. You know why we like that? Because we behave what we believe. We behave what we believe. Amen? If you believe a lie, behave a lie. And so what we do in the church is a lot of times we make behavior modification. We, we, we've tried to take behavior modification. We thought if we changed people's clothes, if we dressed them up, if we told them not to wear no makeup, if we told them to come in Sunday morning and act reserved, be holy, and change their language and tell them that's how you become a Christian, then what happens is is we've substituted transformation for behavior modification. And although there are times in my life, because when I, was in, when I was in recovery, I had gotten so bad out in the world, I had to go to a place where they could cut off all the outside behavior. Because I was so far gone in the world, I couldn't hear anything. So I had to get positioned in a place where I could listen and I got myself pus- positioned in a place where they cut off all the outside behavior so they could begin to speak to my heart where I could have transformation. Yes. Mm? Come on, help me somebody. Amen? Amen. Mm? I mean, oh, Jesus said this? He said, when you try to teach a man to do something that's not in him, in other words, when you try to put religious behavior on somebody and they don't have a revelation about what it is that you're trying to put on them, He said, you make them twice the son of the devil that they were in the first place. Because it has to happen on the inside, transformation takes place right here. Spirit of a man, it causes the soul to be renewed. Hmm? That's why sometimes you end up with some church people that were meaner that are meaner now than they were when they were out there in the world. Come on, you can ask any. I'm t- come on, somebody, help me, Amen. There ain't nothing worse in the world than a mean Christian. They go around don't think nothing they have stinks. And they're the only one going to heaven. And even if you ain't in the right denomination, you ain't going. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen. People on the street will tell you the same thing. I used to believe that, man. I used to, uh, I'd hitchhike all over Florida. I'd stick my thumb out. And the people that would pick me up would be the drunk person or the pothead. And Christian, never pick you up. They're afraid you're going to take their money. They're, they judge you before. Come on, help me. Amen? Amen? Hmm? A drug addict or or a person on the street will tell you what they think and then they'll go on and forget all about it. A mean Christian will tell you what they think and then they'll tell everybody else what they think about you and tell anybody else what they think about you and keep telling everybody what they think about you. Mm. Why? Because what we've done is we've tried to modify behavior rather than transform their life. Huh? If you don't smoke, don't cuss, don't go to the movies, don't run around wearing short pants... If you do all those things, you might be able to fit in a Christian social club. Hmm? But that will never make you a Christian. Come on, amen. That's why you can't legislate morality from Washington, D.C. You can't legislate morality from the State House or from the White House. I don't care who's in the big chair. You ain't going to be able to tell anybody how to live because if you tell them to sit down and shut up, they might sit down and shut up. But inside of them, they're sitting there going, I ain't sitting down and shutting up on the inside. You ain't telling me nothing. Come on. Amen. Hmm? You can't legislate morality. You can't do it. It's got to be a heart change that changes. It has to come from the inside of a man. It has to come from the inside of somebody that has a desire to want to engage God and live the life that He is destined for them. Listen, if somebody's got lust in their heart, it, then guess what? He's going to be sneaking around somewhere, looking at internet somewhere, trying to get a little peek at something. I don't care how many computers you take away from them. Because it's on the inside. Amen? If somebody's got greed in their heart, they're going to go around and hold on to everything they got. They're going to act like they might be charitable, but they're going to hold tight to everything they got because in his heart is what is dictating his behavior. Come on, amen. Proverbs 4.23 says, Out of the heart flows the issues of your life. That means the issues of my life is not tied to what happens on election day. The issues of my life is not tied to what happens on the street. The issues of my life are not tied to how much terrorism is going on in this world. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yeah. Hmm? He said, I don't want you to be conformed to this world. I want you to be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Hmm? John 3:3, Jesus said to this to Nicodemus, He said, Unless a man is born again, he can't enter. One translation says this: He cannot see. The actual word there is: He cannot perceive. He cannot understand. He cannot comprehend the way of the kingdom of God. In other words, you cannot receive spiritually and think naturally and get kingdom things. If you receive spiritually, you've got to think. Think spiritually to get kingdom things. That's why you got to renew your mind. Amen? Hmm? Because if you don't, you'll just lock up all the potential that God put on the inside of you. You'll keep hearing things about God, but you'll never really manifest in your life. And you'll never process the promise of God that's over your life. And here's why. Somebody say perception. Hmm? You ever heard anybody say this? Perception is more real than reality. What you believe to be true will dictate your life more than what is actually true out there. How people perceive a situation is more real to the person that is perceive it than act- perceiving it than what is actually going on or what is actually manifesting. Hmm? And here's why. Because you don't see with your eyes. You see through your eyes. Come on, help me. I think I lost about half of you. Y'all okay? Uh-huh. You don't see with your eyes. You see through your eyes. That's why you can have somebody that's got brain damage their eyes still working perfectly, but they can't see anything. They perceive it wrong. Listen, you might have been told all your life that that color of that chair right there is red, and all your life you've been told it's red. It's been red. It's been red. You come to church and you sit down in the chair and go, "These are lovely red chairs." And everybody in church goes, "What are you talking about? Those are green chairs." You go, "No, no, 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 no! no. You don't understand. These are red chairs." Why? Because you've been perceiving it wrong. It's real to you because that's what you've learned. Your eyes will see what they have been trained to see. So if you have wrong perception, you will have stinking thinking. All right. amen. And what a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Amen. Come on, amen? You will never manifest what God's promised over you. Are we all right? Is everybody okay? Okay. Mm? Just like, just for the sake of argument, just most people in churches, churches today that you see most all over the world today, or even in this country, have been programmed for lack. People have been programmed for lack. People in church have been programmed for struggle. They think if I'm ever going to get anything, I've got to struggle for it. I mean, that ain't always true. Sometimes you struggle for it because on the way to it, God's trying to teach you how to occupy it when you get there, so when you get there, you don't lose it because you really don't have the character that you need to hold on to it. So you have to go through some stuff to get to what it is that you got. But other times, God just releases favor on your life. And there ain't no struggle. It's just breakthrough. All of a sudden, you're kind of going along in your journey, and all of a sudden, the ground starts shaking underneath you, and there's a shift. And everything changes. Favor changes. Blessing changes. You Whoa, what in the world was that? God shifted your life. But when you're programmed for lack or programmed for struggle, when a shift comes, your first thought is, oh, that can't be God. I didn't have to go through hell to get it. Come on, help me somebody, amen? How many know we've been programmed for little? That's why the average church in the United States of America is 78 people. Because that's what we've been programmed for. I've I've sat in churches where pastors pastor said, I don't ever want to get over 100 people. That's too many people. Because for every 100 people, Jesus had 12 disciples and one of them was a devil. So if I got 120 people, that means I got 12 devils. Who wants to deal with 12 devils? Mm. Come on, amen? Did you know that the average church today in this country is 78 people? That is the average church size because we've been programmed for little so what do we got to do? We got to reprogram our thinking. Yes. We got to start to think right so we don't think for little. When God is a God of much, yes. He's the God of more than enough. Yes. He's El Shaddai. Amen. You know what that means? Is there any kids in here? That means the breasty one. It's a picture It's a picture of every part of his offspring getting more than what they need to be blessed with. He's the God of more than enough. He's the God of more, he's not the God of just enough or barely enough or can't get enough. He is the God of more than enough. But if you ain't been programmed right, you ain't gonna believe that God can give you what you need in your life and you'll go through this life believing for lack and believing for struggle and every time an opportunity, a blessing presents itself to your life, you won't think it's from God, you'll think it's a setup for failure. But my God is the God of more than enough. Come on somebody, amen? That's why we have to be people of vision. We have to be people of character. We have to be the people of God. We are the ones that shine the light. We're the ones that, 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 that show the way of the master. Come on, somebody, amen? How I many know without a vision, the people perish? I lost you. Without a vision, the people perish. Isn't that right? Well, how many know without the people, the vision perishes? you got to have some somebodies to be able to incorporate division. That's why if you're ever going to have a church or a ministry or anything that's going to change the community, change your life, change somebody's destination, change somebody's purpose, and get them in tune with what God is going to do in their life, then you got to have some people to implement what God is doing. Because how many of you know today, you are ambassadors of Christ. You're the hands and feet of Christ. God didn't raise you up just so you can say, I've been healed. He raised you up to give you an assignment for your life, a destination for your life that will impact and change the next generation and give them what they need to do everything that God's created them for. Ah, come on. So you gotta have people. God ain't saving you so you can run around going, I'm saved. He's saving you to put you on the team. He's raising you up and giving you prosperity and giving you blessing and cleansing your heart and renewing your mind so that you can accomplish everything that he has set before you and in the process, have an abundant life along the way. See, when you got saved, it wasn't just so you could go to heaven. He saved you so that you could live a life of an example here and help populate heaven because God is in business of building family. And you, 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 know, you know you're in business with God. It's called father and sons. Come on, amen. So if you don't believe there's any increase coming, you don't get any increase. You'll be limited by your thinking. You'll be limited by what grandma told you because she got around the wrong pastor in her own church and believes you only need to own one pair of shoes. If someone else need them, give them away and walk around barefoot. Some, touch somebody and say, I got to think right. I got to think right. Listen, we cannot live our lives like we're victims and live our life like we think nobody likes us. Who cares? Amen? Amen. You cannot get it done on your own. You cannot reach your goals on your own. you got to think right and become the person that God has declared that you will be. Amen? You cannot grow weary in well-doing. you got to keep on moving in faith. We cannot faint. We cannot relent. We must trust God with our life and recognize that he's got a destiny for us, a place for us to go where he wants to put his blessing in our life. That's good news. Can I just tell you, the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ is on your life. Favor. Somebody shall favor. His favor is on your life. It's on this house. It's on, it's on the Treasure Coast. His favor is being released in people who are willing and obedient. Hmm? Our minds have been washed and cleansed. We just got to start thinking right. Renew our mind. Amen? Hmm? I just, don't don't if you're carnal, just stay away from me. I just want to be with people that love Jesus. I've been with a bunch of Christians that don't love Jesus, and I don't like them. They drive me crazy. I want people to judge me by His love, not by not by how I've done things. Come on, Amen. I want people to judge me by His word, by His love. So what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, we say things like this well i ain't never seen that before i just don't think god would ever do that i just don't i've never seen that well what makes you think just because you ain't never seen it god don't want to do it when did you become the authority of what god's going to do let me can i ask you that amen hmm? i never listen kim and i used to do camps i never we, we did camps. I never thought we would. We, we were praying for these kids to get delivered. You know, when we got married, we wanted to open a drug rehab. That's what we wanted to do. And the Lord spoke to us clearly in 1995. He said, I didn't call you to do that, and it's not your call. I called you to prevention. We've been working with teenagers ever since. And we used to do these camps, these Pentecostal, charismatic, spiritual camps with a bunch of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kids. And we'd pray and we'd intercede about what God wanted to do at these camps. I'd never seen 200 kids out on a basketball court fall like they were struck by lightning all at one time. I'd never seen kids so wasted in the Holy Ghost that had been praying and worshiping God all night that at 3 o'clock in the morning when they wanted to shut down the fellowship hall, we literally had to put kids in wheelbarrows and roll them back to the cabins because they couldn't walk. I'd never seen that before. But I saw it that night. I saw the power of God manifest supernaturally. I saw kids delivered from demons. I saw kids supernaturally healed. I saw kids that were called and appointed manifest. So just because you ain't seen it, don't think, that, don't think that it can't happen. God will do it. Amen. I wish somebody would help me a little bit more. Power of God stuff. Amen. I'm not judging God by what I've seen, I'm judging God by what I believe. And I believe that He's more than able. I believe that He is above and not beneath. I believe He can do all things. I believe He's here in my life right now, and I believe He's here in your life right now. I believe that you got destiny and purpose in Him tonight. Do you believe that? I believe that. Isaiah 55, verse 8, says this. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, and your ways are not my ways. As the heavens are above the earth, so my thoughts are above your thoughts and my ways are above your ways. Listen, watch this. He was saying, because you don't think like I do, your ways ain't like me. If we could just come to the point in our life where we would acknowledge that we really don't think like God does, that His ways are beyond us, we could just trust Him for His word. You'll fulfill everything that God has in your life. Hmm? Listen, it takes religion to deceive you. It takes religion to deceive you. The world really don't deceive you, it's religion. Huh? Now Jesus, look, do you know there's something more, you know I, I'm going to mess with something, you know there's something more powerful than the word of God? I preachers all my life heard say, ain't nothing more powerful than God's word, God's word, God's word, nothing more. Jesus said Himself there is something more powerful than the Word of God. He said it to the Pharisees. He said this to them. He said, by your preaching and your traditions, you've made my word of no effect. It's religion. It's religion. Oh, I feel good. So you got to prove it somebody shall prove it you got to prove it so how do I prove it get in faith believe it walk in it renew your mind don't give in to the temptation don't give in to the press release that the enemy has for your life don't let nobody box you in or box you up you believe what God says about you tonight and if you do you will prove it to be true you believe that
3: Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Montgomery. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11:30 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida 34981 and ask for your free copy of The Love of the Father pay by phone or simply make a love gift you can call 772 461 8555 that number again is 772 461 8555 for more exciting information on our church service times and directions you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com this has been the revealing truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner and I'm your host Bob Tarvis see you next time on the revealing truth
0: Okay, friends, those uh, phone lines remain open here today at WCNO. If you'd like to join us with your gift of support, let me tell you, the phone lines are open at 888-221-8990. That's 888-221-8990. And when you call, we'll get your name and address. You tell us how much you'd like to give, and we'll put that letter in the mail to you. When you receive that letter, all you got to do is mail it back to us. That's how it works. But give us a call, make that pledge, and let us hear from you today. 888-221-8990. It's 1130. We're going to be with you for about an hour. Then we'll be picking up with some more programming. But right now, the time to call is now. Listen to this. We have an angel uh, from Lake Worth.